0: Thomas Harris is
1: no do
0: you know the last movie to win the big five at the academy awards well I know was it happened one night and then the one who flew over the cuckoo's nest right yes best picture best director best actor best actress and best screenplay Mm -hmm. so there have been three total I think you just named two right do Do you know the latest one it was in 1991
1: science of the lambs yes and you could probably guess that based on what show you just watched. Yeah, it says in the credits Silence of based on Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. So.
0: starring Jodie Foster as Clarice M. Starling and Anthony Hopkins as the infamous Dr. Hannibal Lecter. I believe there were a couple of films beforehand, right? But he really like bought it into his own. There was one film beforehand, and I it didn't star Anthony Hopkins, it actually had Brian Cox playing Hannibal. <laughs> So you watched Hannibal, the series that ran on NBC for three seasons, with Mads Mikkelsen?
1: Yeah, I I saw the first two seasons, actually.
0: Okay, so you never saw the last season? Never saw the last season. Anything noteworthy about the character?
1: I mean, it's just he's very... That show, at least, was very grotesque in the way that, like, they were not afraid to show him frying up guts. For the listener, who may not be aware of who Hannibal is... Yeah, he, he's a cannibal, but he... Murders, <laughs> cannibal the <to> cannibal. <laughs> he murders people in very uh, grotesque ways, and in this show, at he, least... He also enjoys, what? Well, cooking. eating, yeah, eating them.
0: But cooking them, specifically. Yeah. Like, in that show, wasn't a big deal of it, like, him preparing
1: dishes. Yes, they, they showed a ton of montages, like, every episode of just, like... I remember the Reminds pilot... Reminds me of
0: Servant, because they... Do a lot of cooking in that show as well.
1: Yeah, like for example, in the pilot, you saw that they were like, this girl, she's missing her lungs, and then they would show him throwing lungs into the pan and frying it up, and then she's missing her organs. But he
0: would also serve normal food, right?
1: Yeah, he was like an actual chef. Mm -hmm.
0: In the show, at least. Mm -hmm. And then he also, you would say, has above-average intelligence. Yeah, he was
1: very intelligent. And I know that they switched up some stuff from the actual source material. Like, I believe in the source material, he wears a mask, and in the show, they made the main character wear the mask instead. The main character's name being Will? I think so, yeah. Okay. He also has eidetic memory, which means he
0: can regurgitate memories in his head, like in HD quality. If you remember that Sherlock episode, there was the villain who had his mind palace. Very similar. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Moriarty? Was it Moriarty who had the Mind Palace? I thought it was a different villain. But he's also a psychiatrist. And that's a whole different yeah. spin on it, yeah. right? And do you remember in the show if he did active psychiatry?
1: Yeah, there was even the full storyline in the first season that starred Dan Fogel as, like, one of the patients. And then he you saw the way in which Hannibal was able to kind of manipulate people onto his side. In fact, he had a psychiatrist as well who he would, like, use some of his psychiatrist powers on it was very like complex somewhat powers As i mean if, like he had
0: he had kind of grasped what it meant to be a, soci- a sociopath yeah okay um he's one of the most popular villains of all time and though his reputation in the books is a little different than the screen you, do you want to guess like in the books he ha- i'll just tell you he has serrated teeth and he has red eyes, and he also has, oh, so
1: he's like a monster, monster. He's a
0: little guy too. He's not like a tall, <laughs> like yeah, mm, not Mads Mickelson, yeah. So it's kind of interesting the difference in the way that they're portrayed. But bringing it back to my first question and all of this, Thomas Harris, William Thomas Harris the third, is the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. He's the one who has written four Hannibal books, starting with Red Dragon, I believe in the eighties, possibly the seventies followed by Silence, then Hannibal, then Hannibal Rising. When did Hannibal Rising come out, do you know? I know the movie came out in the mid-2000s. Okay. And according to Thomas Harris, when he was a journalist for the magazine Argosy, in the 1960s, he traveled to a Mexican prison to interview an anime. When he got there, the guy told him about an escaped attempt that he had attempted i guess and it had gone wrong because one of the guards was in on it well yeah he was still there so <laughs> yeah but one of the guards actually betrayed him and shot him as he was escaping wow when he was supposed to help him and so he went to the prison doctor and harris then spoke to the doctor to get some more information about this and he found the guy a little strange he was a little shrinkish like he wanted to know the motives behind some of the killers and the, the so the doctor is, did
1: so this is definitely like silence of the lambs he's basing it off of his own experiences here right yeah i'm getting to that yeah, a little bit yeah.
0: So if you've ever seen the show Mindhunter, when they're interviewing criminals, the doctor seemed a lot like that. Mm -hmm. And so when Harris left, the warden told him that the doc was insane and uh, that he was also a killer, but he was also an inmate. They would even bring people from outside of the prison, like poor people, to come have free consultations with him because he was a good doctor. Um, And he was no risk. (laughs) At attacking any of them, apparently he only hated people who were above the poverty level. Um, and Strange, so, but yeah, okay. Well, yeah, but in Hannibal's presentation in the books and stuff, he he helps people, right? Yeah. But then he also like kills people he thinks are evil. Yeah, but the only thing it's like whole... a, eviler version of Dexter.
1: The only representation I've ever seen of Hannibal has been the TV show. So in terms of the movie or the books, I haven't read or.
0: Mm-hmm. Seen. The interesting thing about the author, however, is that with interviews and book deals and all the publicity that comes along with it, you'd expect him to be attending signings and readings, but he's actually only done one interview in the last, like, 40 years. Because he doesn't really like the spotlight too much. He kind of reminds me of J.D. Salinger, however, not nearly with the same issues, but the guy just likes to live his own life. I know he does some sort of sanctuary work with animals.
1: He's like 80 now. So has he kind of distanced himself from writing?
0: Well, no, he continues to write. And even Stephen King has talked about how as a writer, he has one of the most difficult like philosophies or tactics to writing he he sometimes only is able to write like a paragraph a day and other times it's a lot easier but he's in constant battle with it
1: yeah probably
0: kind of like george r r martin and how he never finishes anything it it takes a while for him to to it, it
1: shows in his success though i'm sure
0: yeah but he did say something very interesting in the one interview that he gave before his last work that didn't include hannibal came out he said everything in his books has happened to someone
1: in the past so, all the events that the characters. Not to him necessarily, but like all Friends the, and family, I'm assuming.
0: No, 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 God, no. With the killings and stuff? No, he's saying that like all this torturous stuff has happened in the past in his His books get violent, man. like yeah, I'm sure. His, 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 his family, Jesus. um Okay, so the show you watched takes place in what year? Uh, I thought it took place present day. Really? You didn't get the sense that this takes place a year after silence. So in 1993.
1: Okay, I thought actually, okay. I thought it might be before.
0: Well, yeah. So in silence, Hannibal is a prisoner, right? Yeah. And he assists the FBI agent Clarice Starling in hunting down the serial killer Buffalo Bill,
1: right? Yeah. Oh, that that makes a lot more sense now, yeah. Okay,
0: the show follows Clarice, correct? Yeah. But would it be fair to assume Hannibal's a fairly big role in it?
1: Hannibal is not in this pilot at all. Huh. So uh, why do you think that is? I think that they just were afraid about ruining the character, so they decided to just leave him out of it, and this is a lot let like me ratchet. Let me stop
0: you there. I'll give you a hint. It's the same reason why Clarice and the rest of her team wasn't in Hannibal.
1: Uh, was it because they think didn't?
0: MCU Spidey scenario.
1: I don't <laughs> have anything. <laughs> they split the rights. Okay, yeah. So Wait, so they decided to split the rights and give it to Starling... The Hannibal character is so
0: notable and recognized that I guess that Thomas Harris was able to sell it for more money on its own and the rest of the cast for like to their own. I company. mean, that
1: makes sense. Yeah, because Hannibal was on NBC, I think, and this is on CBS.
0: That's true. But Brian Fuller actually wanted, he's the creator of the ham <laughs> I keep on wanting to say <laughs> Hamilton, uh, Hannibal's show. Mm-hmm. He wanted to bring Eason into the show. He wanted to get the rights for it in the
1: fourth season. But, but it never it got informant. there. Yeah. Do you
0: want to guess who he wanted for the role of Clarice?
1: Oh yeah, I have no idea. Ellen Page. That would have been strange. Cause she's she was pretty young, so it would have been weird seeing that dynamic. Like I mean, how she's
0: playing twenty four in this show, so I think Ellen Page is in her thirties now. It would have made sense.
1: In the in the very first few minutes of the show we learned that Clarice has killed Buffalo Bill.
0: Well, yeah, because, again, this takes place after the movie. All the events of the movie have happened. She was taken prisoner by right. Buffalo Bill in the movie. I
1: mean, it starts off interesting enough. Like, you get a ton of quick flashes and exposition about her character. I was,
0: I was going to ask you about the 93 scenario. Like, were there a lot of centric pieces from that era? Like, obviously no cell phones. But now that you know it was in
1: 1993, can you find I any mean, other? I mean, not, except for the cell phones no, not the really. Hairstyles? Like it's, it felt the same. Michael Cudlitz is in the show Abraham from The Walking Dead. He looks yeah. We'll talk about the supporting. He looks cast. so different. Yeah, I, I all was, right. I'll, I'll skip to that different
0: question. Different. I have it here. It says Michael Cudlitz plays Paul Kenler, who is in the movie and
1: kind of is the
0: I don't know villain ish. Yeah.
1: He he's very he, hard on. Uh, he looks colors. super old now. Right? Yeah, it's crazy.
0: He. Do you want to guess how old he is in real life?
1: Like. 53 so close,
0: 56 in real okay. life but when he was on the walking dead or bander brothers it just yeah, lets me no, it, I realized like those were a long time ago
1: yeah he he looked incredibly different he had white hair and then also you have kumar on the show yeah. who i know has been in some other cbs but let's talk TV about shows. krenler for a second yeah.
0: Clarice and krenler are sort of adversaries in the books How is their relationship here?
1: Here, yeah, no, Krenler is very, very mean to Clarice. In fact, he's, like, always, like, do things my way, and Clarice is always the person who doesn't. In fact, by the end of the show, when you learn about this, like, trial that took place over a pill, he's like, just let them know that we got the murderer and everything's fine, but she wants to kind of out it out to the world that this, like... Hill trial thing was really bad and that's what she does going Could you recognize
0: Rebecca Breeds the girl who plays uh, Clarice
1: no I didn't recognize her
0: she's been in things like Home and Away she actually joined the <laughs> series right after Chris Hemsworth left so they were never on the series together but <laughs> Also, she was in originals and like Pretty Little Liars. So uh, she's, yeah, she's from a different set of fame, like CW fame.
1: And yeah. So, so the fact that she got the CBS show, this probably... Well,
0: her auditions were pretty hard. She spent like four hour auditions at a time. And then when she got the role, they called her up and they were like, hello, Clarice. <laughs> so it was really... It was, so yeah, like, I'm sure that she novel. had to
1: keep it in her character a lot of the time, even off the...
0: Well, they filmed the pilot, they went into COVID, and then they did Zoom a bunch. <laughs> that's, that's what I've got. Um, like
1: zoom episodes or just zoom? no zoom to keep people yeah. like
0: friends and stuff but the pilot was shot the one you just watched was shot before COVID even hit
1: okay yeah that was a question i had the thing is is that like i said the started off interesting enough he got of quick flashes you learn about buffalo bill dying and that he skinned six girls and that he kept one alive Curie's ended up saving the well
0: the, the one that he yeah that's the one she saves and her she her actually adopts the guy's doll the dog
1: Oh yeah, yeah! Oh, you're talking about the one that the Catherine. That's the person of yes. the, that she said. And saved. her
0: mom is also part of the show, right? Right.
1: Now. Her mom is the Attorney General. Like they saw, they say Madam Attorney General to like the to Washington. So she calls up Clarice because she's like, "You were able to save my daughter, and that's why I'm going to make you a special agent." And that's kind of where the inciting incident begins. But it was around that same time where I was like, "This seems like it's just going to be a normal type of crime show." And after that mm-hmm. beginning scene, it basically is.
0: The la- well, we'll get into that because it, it's been considered a procedural type show. Yeah. But I wanted to point out the last decade has pushed networks to seek better representation for strong female characters. A good number of those shows that we review, like The Equalizer, Ratchet, Selena, right. all embark to veer away from the traditional narratives that often subjugate female characters to being damsel in distresses, throwaway sex objects, or nagging shrews. Mm-hmm. So with Rebecca in mind... She's the third person to handle this role after Jodie Foster and Julianne Moore. Jodie Foster won an Academy Award for it. So, do you think she did a good job and that she is the reason why this show will either succeed or fail? Like, is it all on her?
1: Uh, I would say it is because, obviously, with such a big character, she's going to be the one driving the show. She did a fine job, but as you kind of stated, you're going to need someone who really, really has the role, and she's just kind of whatever in it like you're obviously not going to watch was it her. the writing that was the issue it, yeah writing was a huge issue because the this.
0: funny thing is like the predecessors have obviously had accolades success, yeah
1: but this one it, it didn't do anything new like it, this literally felt like it could have been any episode it didn't feel like a pilot it felt like it could have been any episode in the whole entire season the main thing is there's a villain who's killing some people who took place in a trial they catch him and that's it That's basically the whole show. And then there's a team as well that we get introduced to. Um, Is there anything
0: special about this villain?
1: uh, Not really, except for the fact that he was just trying to kill these people who were part of this trial because people were starting to speak out about it. Like, this was really bad because it was supposed to be a thing for migraines. But, uh, but people who took part in it were like, this is a really bad trial. And then whoever said that usually would die. Sounds like a
0: drunk, drug company.
1: Basically, yeah. That he was defending. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's what Clarice speaks out again. She's like, I'm not going to leave until this book is done. Basically, yeah. meaning she's going to try and find whoever was responsible for this. So in
0: 93, Clarice had spent the year basically coming back from her
1: trauma of having to deal
0: with Hannibal and also Buffalo Bill. Right. And she has a therapist now, Right
1: uh yeah a therapist that's weirdly like antagonistic and i'm sure that that's probably a call out to hannibal Mm -hmm. but yeah this therapist was it's the first thing we see with her she's she's talking to this therapist and he's very very it's a he scared yes
0: it's interesting because most of the time you would think that someone who like it's been shown that if you speak to someone who's the same sex as you that it's recommended that you do so for therapy yeah but in from whatever the, in
1: this case it was just a man and yeah he's very scared about her condition and what she had to go through and he wasn't ready to sign off on like putting her back into the field until the attorney general called and was like we need her so did
0: it stand alone were there enough cues to understand the significance of like the previous movie
1: no, not really. Because but... you,
0: you said yourself, you didn't realize that it had happened, that it wasn't a prequel, that it was a sequel.
1: Yeah, and I...
0: Because originally, in 2012, around the time that Hannibal was first being talked about, the uh, Brian Fuller version, mm-hmm. they wanted to make this series on Lifetime and make it a prequel. And so it would have been very different, tonal-wise.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, one thing you do see is you see a lot of butterflies. And I know that that's... Not butterflies, moths. Because moths. of
0: Buffalo Bill, he would stick them in their throat once he, like, with his victims. Right.
1: And I want to say so they that haunt her. the marketing for this show, I just thought it was going to be like a, like a really dark cop show. And that's what the first few minutes symbolized. And I was like, oh, this might be something very, very different.
0: Yeah, based on the Super Bowl, it seemed like there was going to be a lot of depth. and
1: and they were marketing it for a couple of months so i was really interested to see what they were going to do with it
0: well this may answer some of those questions as to why it became such a simple like formulae type show Mm -hmm. if that's what i'm reading from you alex krutzman and lenny lumet are the two people behind they're the show creators they're also the writers of the pilot they uh, lenny uh sorry jenny lumet is actually an ex-wife of bobby cannibals oh okay just throwing that guy from mr robert yep. Yeah, but they both work together on things like The Mummy.
1: Oh, okay. The the most recent one. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask. And Kurtzman
0: (laughs) has sort of a blockbuster career, but that doesn't really mean he'd be my first pick if I wanted him to pick this up. He's wrote things like The Island, um, a couple of the Transformers movies, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man 2... Lock and Key, but not the Netflix version. This was apparently a version that was on Fox a few years ago. only lasted a season. Mm. I kind of want to look at back, back and like compare the two. Yeah, so yeah see how the they yeah, and different And then Star Trek Into Darkness.
1: So just all of those are like really they were big budget makers. things. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I mean. They
0: made money. They just aren't critically accepted as being that great. He also, and this is probably a plus for him, co-created Fringe. Mm-hmm and he's in charge of all the Star Trek stuff going on at CBS right now. You know how CBS is trying to promote um, Discovery, Picard,
1: Lower Decks. Right.
0: He's in charge of all of it as an EP.
1: So I mean it makes sense of why they picked him, but they I remember in, like it sounds like he's busy. During the Super Bowl, they were just trying to push the Star Trek thing so hard. I know that they did Star Trek Discovery that came out a couple years ago as well, right? Yes.
0: It was funny, there were a lot of comments that when they saw his name associated with it, immediately turned off, and they were like,
1: (laughs) yeah. Well, I would have wanted to see if I had known about him, how he went about doing this episode, because it seems like such a step out for him. Hmm. But I mean, if it's a procedural
0: show, then it's something that it's just supposed to make money. It's not supposed to be very good. If
1: you would have told me that he was just someone who wrote normal cop shows, I would have said, Yeah, that makes sense. Like this is a show that's better than the Equalizer, for example. Mm-hmm. But Is it better than Evil? Have you seen Evil? That no, show? I by no way it is. It's, it's an NBC show. Kind of right? taking no,
0: actually I think it's, CBS. Oh, it's right, It's taking right, the right. same time slot. That it was last year or something,
1: Mm -hmm. and this is this I'm assuming is supposed to be a big show because it's being played on Thursdays, right? Yeah. So the first, the ratings for this first
0: episode were four million viewers, and that's it's about on par of what the first Hannibal got, Mm -hmm. and then also what they normally get in this time slot, anyways. In Evil, what's unfortunate about it and what might actually draw it back is that when you have a procedural show combined with something that's supposed to have some great source material, or at least more demanding source material, is it forces the writers to have to write stories that have a catharsis and conclusion at the end of every episode, as opposed to a long-standing story arc that may make it more interesting. That's how The Atlantic put it, at
1: least. Yeah, well, you're, you know, you're dealing with such a huge movie, or just a huge character, or part of that character story, that when you're going to make a sequel to it, you really run a risk of really disappointing people. I mm-hmm. feel like that's what this did. It does
0: have a 6.6 on IMDb. Um, but for people who've never seen the movie, do
1: you think that they would like it? If you like crime shows. But I don't think that really... Maybe I, that's the target they're looking for, though. It's just
0: people who weren't really expecting
1: much. Well, the problem is is that when you have dark shows, and I'm not talking content-wise, I'm talking literal dark shows with like the way the lighting is mm-hmm. and those like kind of crime shows, that this doesn't really even have that much humor in it. Like, it's, it, there's not a lot of jokes being said. You're not going to have a lot of people. It just feels very drudgery, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how closely they'd want to follow the books. Because I think the point of the show is not to tell the same story again. It's to just extend Clarice's character and make it more dynamic, if
1: anything. Right, but what's the point of doing that if you're not going to follow someone's social of Do sense that material? from
0: the pilot that she's, she's starting a journey? That she's going to end up being a stronger person for this or that she's just about to...
1: The the show wants you to make you believe that she's going to be a stronger person from it. But just from everything, the way it went down, I didn't believe so. How so?
0: You got to explain a little bit more. Well, you watch the episode. I haven't.
1: Yeah, she... So it starts off... Um, after she gets the call from the attorney general, she goes to a crime scene where that's where uh, Michael Cudlitz is. Paul and uh, she has to take. So the pictures the attorney
0: general tells her where to go afterwards, or how does she? Yeah, find out yeah. The, crime? the attorney
1: general is like, there are two ladies who were found dead, stripped, basically. The U.S. attorney Cuba.
0: general is sending a, is an individual FBI <laughs> yeah. investigator out, and she's like,
1: camera. and you'll okay. see Paul there, and he's just gonna kind of inform you on everything. And I'll say this about the show: it had great cinematography for those first 15 minutes, like. They they literally are pulling a body out of the river and there's this big opera song going on yeah in the there's background. a lot of money behind it that me. was that was that was uh cool again oh, oh.
0: just the auditions seem like they took a long time to mm-hmm. get someone who would fit the role perfectly if only they had spent it a little bit more the writing. <laughs> yeah and so <laughs> we say that about so many shows yeah that we do.
1: that's true but she she takes pictures of these dead bodies and then you basically learn that there's someone named um frank that's one of the dead bodies' husbands and then they go and interview him you learn that uh He has an autistic child, and that's where you kind of get the basis of the story, because they go back to Frank, and he's like, yeah, she was part of this trial, and... Trial like a court case? No, sorry, like drug trial. Uh, These women would take these pills, and then it turns out that their kids would have some form of something that wasn't great for them, like autism, or a kid had to be fed through a tube, and they kept on realizing these... After,
0: so the pregnant women would take these pills? Yeah. And then their kids would have side effects and now
1: there's like a clash action suit against them right and then when the well the woman tried to speak out about it and then it turns out that this like company or whoever ran this trial was killing these women because they didn't want the secret to get out okay so
0: their pill didn't work they weren't going to be able to sell it anyways or did it get approved for sale i'm not sure they say in the episode okay all right, so this was the 90s thing, I guess? Right, right,
1: and then it turns out that they go to a woman's house who is wanting to speak out about it, but she ha- already was, like, being murdered in the process. She, she was
0: being murdered? While well, she,
1: yeah, they go into the bathroom and they realize that oh, her... Oh, so they
0: catch her, the guy red-handed.
1: Yeah, basically, the guy's still in the house, but the woman has her um, wristlet. Like Why she does did
0: Clarice need to be part of this investigation? Is she just, like... It, does it draw upon some psychological... Well,
1: one the two people that died in yes. the river, they were people who took the trial. No, and... I understand,
0: like, the crime that was committed, but I'm asking for her expertise since she's dealt with, like, Hannibal before... Why did they think? Oh, she's the person we need to get. Well, this she even case.
1: says that she doesn't feel like she's qualified. But when the attorney general is like, "You were the one who saved my daughter," I feel like you're going to be someone who can like really solve this case and be a special agent because it's a special agent case. That's All why right. she does it.
0: So they solve the case, they catch the guy, and what next?
1: And basically the woman is fine, the one that had her wrist slit, like she's going to the hospital. And then that's when Clarice speaks out against this trial and is like, We're gonna find who's responsible for this. The episode ends. Does she talk to Catherine at all in the episode? Yeah, there's a phone call between her and Catherine, and Catherine is someone who's crazy. Well, I mean, obviously Catherine with what was she the did. Last, yeah, yeah the, one, the person she saved, but Catherine is like, You're not safe. I'm I'm always like scared all the time and Yeah, they, she
0: adopted buffalo bell's poodle right yeah and even uh, clarice, do we get to see the poodle yeah
1: clarice brings up the dog she's like is that blah blah on the yeah. back they had a name for him um but yeah no we realized that um the person who was saved she's crazy
0: so what was the best part of the episode
1: probably the beginning like i said it and starts the worst
0: on, part of the episode
1: <laughs> I, would, I would reckon to say everything else kind of that middle section where nothing was happening we realized that some of the people that she's working with are not too kind kinder coming around
0: where where, where does Cal pen fit into this
1: uh, he is someone who is a librarian, that's what he's referred to as, basically someone he who just- the team? Though? Yeah, he investigates the bodies and sees what's going on with them. Is him. he a funny character? He didn't have a lot of chance to speak in this episode.
0: Okay. So, as a whole, you would get this, like, a what?
1: I mean, it's just One a n- normal show, I would gi- I'd give it, like, a six. If you like crime shows, you're gonna like this, but I don't feel like there was any need to really make it about Silence of the Lambs. Hmm.
0: Well, I'm going to give you some true or false here. Okay. In 2005, there was a musical called Silence, the musical. It was an off-Broadway parody that was fairly (laughs) successful and made by two YouTubers. And it had to do with silence. What two
1: YouTubers? I'm not going
0: to tell you. True or false?
1: Uh, I'll say that is... Wait, when did it come around? 2006? 2005. False.
0: It's true. So you can go see, I think it was made in 2005 and actually won some awards in like 2012, 2013. When, what YouTubers made it? I don't know. I didn't write it down. (laughs) Uh, During the Hannibal run, Arby's asked NBC to delay uh, any of their We Got the Meats commercial.
1: (laughs) Um, I'll say false.
0: Yeah, that's False. But I thought it would be a, a funny fact if it was true. And then uh, Slenderman and sorry Slenderman movie versus Hannibal was pitched, but ultimately scrapped after the creator of the video game said some off-color things about the storyline he was going for. False, fine. <laughs> and then Thomas Harris, I would I already said. Oh, okay. Thomas Harris enjoys cooking and says nothing in the Hannibal books is made up. So I kind of told you that. But yeah. He does. He loves cooking himself, which I found ironic.
1: Well, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Like I said, there's so much cooking that goes on in the Hannibal show that, like. I don't know
0: if he wrote the Hannibal show, though. I think I assume he was inspired by it. He him. probably
1: had to get the rights for it, though, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember when we found out that David Tennant was actually in the running for playing Hannibal? I think he was supposed to play a killer, also. Yeah, they liked him so much that they were going to bring him back, but he never actually came.
0: Yeah. Well, she's Australian, and Mads Mickelson is is he german or is he i don't, I don't even know and then david Tennant is british they just like to cast a lot of people who have different accents because mm-hmm. she did um clarice does have a southern accent right
1: yeah in the show it was pr- very apparent very pronounced yeah
0: and was it good or was it like oh this sounds so bad no it she, she was fine all right so she's been zooming enough to understand how to do a southern accent
1: <laughs> yeah she didn't have like a dialect coach i imagine or anything like she that. oh okay
0: is there anything else in the pot you want to talk about?
1: No, I think we kind of covered everything. It's pretty simplistic. Okay. So that
0: was our review of the show. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.